1: This is the Sue Freeze Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. We can we can now, here's Sue Freeze.
2: Thank you so much for joining the Sue Freeze Show, and it's just so wonderful to be here. And today, I had some meetings uh, at the office with my advertising and marketing people, and people are saying, "Sue, you know what's different? I mean, you just seem to be so high energy and..." Not that I'm not a high energy, but uh, you're high energy and you just seem to be having a really great day. And I'm like, why? Do I not always have great days? And uh, they just kind of giggled. And um, I think I think part of it is, is just that I am really taking to heart this little rubber bracelet that I have around my wrist. It says, pray first. Mm-hmm. And so what I'm doing every morning, and I'm telling you, it changes a lot your life and your thinking. If you just be grateful and thankful and look for opportunities to just be thankful to say thank you um it's just amazing and it's it's as you get into the habit because it is kind of something different sometimes and so as you get into the habit of doing it 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 becomes easier and it just fills your day with the positive you know you're filling your heart and your everything with the positive the things that you're otherwise maybe taking for granted it could be a person it could be the person you love the most And uh, they put up with everything to do with you. And sometimes we just need to look for the good. We have to look for the good and not only look for it, but speak it and just say, thank you. Thank you for being the type of person you are. Thank you for thinking of me today. I really appreciate it. So uh, in this season of love, which should be every day, we should be loving others. Love thy neighbor as thyself. That's what God tells us to do. He says to love him first and love thy neighbor as thyself. So Hopefully we take good care of ourselves and we love ourselves, but sometimes I know people that really don't. They're abusing their bodies and they're, they're just not taking care of themselves. Simple things like getting enough sleep uh, and worry and stress and all of those things, they they come in and they can really just zap you of everything. So we're just going to talk about love and stay focused on love. And let me ask you a question. My daughter thinks in colors. She's an artist. And so it's really neat when I ask her questions like, well, you know, what is that what is that smell Color. What's the color that goes with that smell or um, that emotion, like what you're feeling right now? What color is it? And it's it's really a different dimension. And Tiana's really brought that to me as far as thinking about uh, dimensional, um, the, the smells and the colors of things. So Christian love quotes. I'm going to start with that because I think it's a great place to start. To love someone means to see him as God intended him. What does love look like? It has the hands to help others. It has the feet to hasten to the poor and the needy. It has eyes to see misery and want. It has the ears to hear the sighs and sorrows of men. That is what love looks like. That's by Augustine. You will never really love until you love someone who hates you. Boy, that's big, isn't it? Because we're called to love thy neighbor. But we're also called to pray and love our enemies. It's easy to love someone that's lovable, isn't it? It's a lot more difficult to love those that are really not lovable. But we're called to love them too. And recently I've been putting that to the test, and I've been praying for my enemies. And I have to tell you, there's a switch in the brain and even a heart matter of how things change in your mind. That you really want good to happen to even people that have treated you bad or poorly. You want good things to happen. It's a change of heart. It's a change of mindset, but it does the heart good. The kind of love that God created and demonstrated is a costly one because it involves sacrifice and presence. It's a love that operates more like a sign language that's being spoken outright. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. That's Philippians 2, 3, 4. Take an inventory. Are you doing that? Could you do it more? When I was evaluating marriage and I was evaluating the parts, the roles that we play in marriage and in relationships. What I what I realized after assessing it because I was teaching a Bible study, and you know that the teacher has to really do a lot more um, study in order to teach others. You really have to dive in a whole deep, a whole lot deeper. So if you want to dig in deeper, be the leader of a Bible study. But what I realized this one time when I was when I was leading this is that I realized that my visual or my uh, lesson was is that if each person in a relationship puts the other person before themselves, how would that relationship evolve? How would it look? How would it feel? How healthy would it be if both parties, not just one person, but if both parties were putting the other person before themselves? That's kind of what this is saying in Philippians. Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friend. And that's John 15, 13. I don't know about you, but this stuff really touches my heart. And it's a reminder for me. How about you? Is it a reminder to you about what we can do? A a thought process of, you know, if you were going to make one switch today, if you were going to make a change the slightest little change in thinking the slightest little change in action can make a huge difference by the end of the day above all love each other deeply because love covers over a multitude of sins and that's first peter 4:8 do you have you tried that have you have you tried that and how did it how did it work for you when i was asking my assistant to go on bible gateway and pull up the word love I said, make sure that you get 1 Corinthians 13 in there because that's the love verse, the love Bible verse, right? So I'm going to read that right now and um, just so that you have it because I realize then that each person that's watching the show or listening to the show... We're not at the same place. We're not at the same level of understanding. So I feel that sometimes I have to back up just a little bit because I want everybody to be on page with what I'm talking about. So I take a little extra time to explain how to find maybe a Bible verse and, and a book, a chapter in the Bible. I did this last night with a friend of mine, raised Catholic, and he's like, "Well, how do you find you know how do you find Romans?" And so I took the time to explain. I had to go get my Bible to figure out where it was in the Bible. And I said, well, it's in the the New Testament. And he goes, okay. And so we were going around, uh, around about that. And it made me realize even now and then that um, it's important that we all understand that this Bible that we have are words from the Lord. And the more we get them in our spirit, the more we understand his word and what his desire and his love is for us, I think the better we're going to become as people. And if we can help a relationship grow and be more functional instead of dysfunctional, if we can take something that was bad and we can replace it with something that's good, what's going to happen is we are going to be better people. And those that are watching and the role models that we are playing Um, are going to have a a ripple effect that's going to have really wonderful returns as time goes on. And we, as a person, might not see the fruit of that. Faith the size of a mustard seed can move a mountain, but not always when we do put that little mustard seed of thought process in another person. Are we going to understand how that changed a person's life? Just like if you think back, there's people in your lives that, have inputted in your lives, and and they might not know just how much impact they had. And so I would just encourage you in that regard, that if you still have contact with people that have vested uh, in you and that it has been life-changing, wouldn't it be wonderful to be able to share your love with them and tell them just how thankful and how their input into your life helped you change your life to be a better person? Wouldn't that be wonderful to be able to do that? And you know what? Why not? Let's do it. What do you say? Love is patient. Love is kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable, and it keeps no record of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful, and endures through every circumstance. Unfortunately, many of us have been burned by those who have claimed to have loved us. That's why it can be difficult for some of us to understand what it means to be loved. Thankfully, God is so good to give us his definition of love as we read in verses like First Corinthians 13. God promises to share with us the truest purest form of love, the kind that restores, heals, inspires us to treat those around us differently. God himself is love, and it truly is a love that is not of this world. How many during this Valentine season are spending it without a significant other? I just want to encourage you right now. Focus on the things that are working, the things that are lovely, the things that are going well. Focus on those things and reach out to maybe some friends that you might think are also celebrating maybe alone or without a significant other. We don't have to spend these times alone, even though Valentine's Day is a very significant other kind of day we don't ha- we can have other significant others friends other family members that might be just not doing anything so let's look for those people and let's reach out to them and share your love with them can we do that i think we can if you're tuning in i just want to say thank you to you this is the sue freeze show sue freeze spelled like fries one word Dot com. And I would love to connect with you. And you can do that. How, you say? How is you go to Sue fries, spelled like fries, one word, dot com, and you can connect with me by putting a comment in there. Just give me a little bit of background. Tell me what's going on in your life. If you need prayer, anything you need, a subject, a topic that you'd like for me to talk about. I've been doing this show for over 12 years. And it's just mind-boggling that 12 years has passed. And um, during that 12 years, I keep thinking... Man, am I going to run out of things to talk about? And so, you know, you could help me out with that. And I really appreciate that. You know, let's connect. Okay, I mean it. And no one reads it but me. So just send me a, uh, a comment, a prayer, anything, and I will uh, respond. I'll respond to you. So number two, love Bible verses. God demonstrates unconditional true love through Jesus' sacrifice. But God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. You do know that we are sinners. And because we say we are Christians doesn't mean we don't mess up, because we do. And he even tells us we'll all fall short of the glory of God, meaning we're all going to sin. I had that conversation last night. It's like, well, you know, you're Christian. You you know, you got to be careful and not sin. And I'm like, we can be careful all we want, but we're going to sin because we have that type of nature. Now, does that mean, you know, just say, oh, that's because? No, we want to work towards righteousness. We want to walk in righteousness, and we have to know what that means exactly. But just understand that his grace is sufficient, and if you mess up, so what? When you mess up, say you're sorry, if you need to say you're sorry, and just say, I'm going to learn from this, and I'm going to do better next time. And that's what he wants us to do, is to strive for better, strive to be a better person, strive to love more, and and, uh, forgive more, and strive to be angry less, and sin less. Those are good things, aren't they? Sure, of course they are. Wondering if God loves you. Do you wonder if God loves you? Do you? It's hard to top God's simple yet profound statement of love in Romans 5, 8. We were enemies of God, and yet he was willing to give his most prized possession so that we may have life. It's obvious from this Bible verse on love that God's love is not only sacrificial but unconditional. What a beautiful thought. And what that means is that you don't have to be perfect to be loved by God. Boy, isn't that good news? It certainly is. I have friends, you know, I talk to and people that I meet and I talk about the Lord and I talk about where you're going to go when you die because I like to know where people are and like to know how they think. And and when I do that, I I kind of have a little bit of an, a better understanding. And then I'll say, you know, do you have a personal relationship with the Lord? And he'll, they'll a lot of times say, no, I got I to gotta straighten my life first. And I'm like, no, you don't. You know, you need God's help to straighten your life out. I mean, he can help you with that. He will take away the urge. He'll take away the desire. He'll do what's necessary to get you where you need to go because he created you and he has a purpose for you. Understand that he has a specific purpose for every single person listening on this radio show right now and even those that are not listening to the show. And it's important that we strive or, or drive towards that mark. Your unfailing love, O Lord, is as vast as the heavens. Your faithfulness reaches beyond the clouds. Your righteousness is like the mighty mountains. Your justice like the ocean depths. You care for people and animals alike. O Lord, how precious is your unfailing love. O God, all humanity finds shelter in the shadow of your wings. You feed them from the abundance of your own house, letting them drink from your river of delights. For you are the fountain of life, the light by which we see. The simple glory of the morning sunrise, a majestic mountainside bursting in spring floral color. The soothing rhythm of the ocean waves. All of these are God's whisper of unfailing love to you and to me. His beloved, in a world that is filled with fear and anxiety, isn't it incredible that God surrounds us every day with physical evidence of his great love. Look around you. Look around you. I want you to breathe. I want you to smell. I want you to taste. All of these senses we have, it's all for you to have the abundance of experience that God has provided you. I, I had coffee this morning, and, and I knew it was hot and i took a sip anyway and i burnt i burnt my tongue so bad and i'm thinking dang i'm not going to be able to taste for a while and i love that i love to taste coffee and anything else uh it's just really wonderful but you know you got to be careful and not drink things that are too hot it's kind of a silly thing but i don't know maybe somebody needed to hear that besides me Love Bible verses, God's love is personal and intimate. But now, O oh Jacob, listen to the Lord who created you. O oh Israel, the one who formed you says, Do not be afraid, for I have ransomed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. Oh, how the scripture about God's love brings comfort. God not only loves his creation on a corporate level, but he knows each member, he knows your name. This kind of love frees us from fear because he can know that we are intimately loved and wanted by the one who holds the entire universe together. Your life has great value to God and he calls you his own. God's love brings confident hope. How many of you need confident hope right now? You know, when I get on this show, I just have to tell you that I know that there's a lot of things going on in each and every one of your lives. There's a lot going on. I don't know what those things are, but you know, our Heavenly Father does. And you might think something's so simple, or, oh, it's, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to bother him with that. I mean, he's got much bigger things to, to handle. But no, he is there for you. If you need him, he is there for you. Don't minimize your situation. Don't minimize your value. He valued you enough to send his son in your place. How much did he love his son as a parent? How much do you love your child? And he sacrificed his son to take the burden of your sin in your place. Did you catch that? I mean, that's huge. That's unconditional love. Isn't it? How valuable are you? to our Heavenly Father how valuable just think about a stamp on your forehead and that stamp on your forehead says value special beautiful please remember that in your lowest and your darkest times Please remember that he put that he placed that value sticker on your head. He thinks you are so vitally important that if you were the only one on this earth, he would have sent his son in your place because he values you. Yes, you. I'm talking to you right now. God's talking to you. The Holy Spirit's talking to you. You. God hurts when you hurt. God is, finds joy in your joy. There's a time and a season for both. And all of these things, all of the things we feel are part of life. It's our journey. How we handle it, how we think about it, our belief system can destroy and make us isolated and depressed and down, or it can build us up to give us perseverance for this next chapter, this next situation. How we assess, how we believe is is what's going to determine your next steps. That wasn't in my writing today. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for that. Someone needed that. I needed that. How about that? God's love is shield around the godly. For you bless the godly. Oh, Lord, you surround them with your shield of love. Who are the godly? Would that be you? God's love is like an imaginary force field around those who follow him. He promises that everything he allows to come into our lives must first pass through that shield of 100% pure love. However, God's shield of love doesn't necessarily keep us from hard times. Did you hear that? It doesn't keep us from hard times. If you're walking through a time of great trial or tragedy, remember that God's love didn't create the situation. But that he did allow this difficulty through his shield of love in order to strengthen you and encourage you to draw closer to him. That was so well put. When I had my leg accident, people were saying, oh, God, God made that happen. And I'm like, no, God didn't make my leg get shattered. I'm the one that chose to get on the horse. But he did allow it. He could have stopped it, but he allowed it. And I have to tell you, I am not the same Sue Freeze before the accident that I am now. I think I'm a better person because I understand what it's like to be in a wheelchair. I understand what it's like to not know what's going to happen when you have something like that. I have more sensitivities towards things that maybe if I hadn't experienced it, I wouldn't have. So that's not a bad thing, is it? So we don't have much time, and uh, I'm not going to finish all of this. And so there is going to be part two for this show. And so you're going to have to listen to part two to get the rest of this show. Be a blessing, and we'll be right back. Thank you so much. Have you noticed more insects or rodents in your yard or maybe in your home? Warmer weather means it's mating season.
1: You're listening to The Sue Freeze Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. And here again is Sue Freeze.
2: Thank you so much, E. Termite and Pest Control, for sponsoring this show. I am so grateful to Ecola Termite and Pest. Um, it's been sponsoring this show for a very long time. And if you'd like to sponsor this show, I have had some people that would like to come and sponsor this show and I'm sorry if you're one of those. I'm going to get back to you. I honestly am. We had Internet issues and some other things. But I, I do know you're there, and I thank you so much for um reaching out to me. And uh, if you're not sure about advertising on the radio – uh, connect with me, and whether we do something or not, just connect with me so I can help you as a business owner, knowing whether it's a good form of advertising for you if it's gonna the r o i is gonna be there. I can just help you with that, and look, I just wanna connect with you, okay I want to give back, I wanna pay forward, you know it's really a good thing to do, so let me help you, okay, uh connect with me there, and learning to breathe um learning to breathe is a book that I wrote during my horse accident when my leg was shattered in a million pieces, and the surgeons put me back together again. Um, During that time, I had to just sit and sit and sit. I couldn't put any weight on the legs. I couldn't walk and yada, yada, yada. So I just needed time to to heal. And I had to be a good uh, patient. So I was, I think I was. And uh, during that time, I thought, gosh, what can I do with this time? And a book was in the back of my mind way back there thinking, when am I ever going to get to it? And then it I I got to it (laughs) because I had a lot of time on my hands to do something and it was productive and it was good and it's learning to breathe. It's a journey with my son about asthma, but so much more than asthma. The book is really good and um, it was uh, featured in the London Book Fair, which I thought was just kind of a thing. And uh, I actually flew to London and met a lot of these book people and publishers and whatnot. It was a great experience, something I knew nothing, nothing, nothing about. So pretty, pretty exciting, pretty fun. Um part one of this show was about love because we're Valentine's Day and February is love month, you know, red month and love month. And I'm going to continue on with the love Bible verses. And uh, this is the next one. It happens to be number seven, which is a very special number for me. God's love allows us to thrive and be our truest selves. But I am like an olive tree thriving in the house of God. I will always trust in God's unfailing love. So I'm going to read that again. God's love allows us to thrive and be our truest selves. What does that mean exactly? For me, I'll just take me for instance. You, you can think about this and figure out what, what it means to you. But for me, when I realized how valuable I was in God's eyes and what he sacrificed to take the place of, of, of me and, and what I deserved, um, when he did that, It made me realize that he valued me and loved me in a way that I didn't understand. I didn't even, I didn't even, I couldn't even fathom it. But when I, when it kind of got into me and realized that I am special and that I'm valuable, so are you. Okay, this isn't about me. Um, But when I realized these things, it made me realize that I could trust his unfailing love, but also That, you know, so, but I am like an olive tree thriving in the house of God. Think about an olive tree and being in the house of God. Okay, it it has a lot of different symbolisms. For me, I'm thinking about the fruit. I love olives. And I'm thinking about the trust. And I'm also thinking about thriving thriving. And what does that mean? For me, thriving is, is God, please help me to see with your eyes. Help me to feel with your heart. Help me to love people the way you love them. Let me see them the way you see them. Let me speak words that you would want me to speak instead of what I want to say. Help me to speak what you would want me to say. And when I thrive for that, I feel that I am raised up it's it's like I'm in a different place in a different world to where I am more spiritually walking I'm walking in the spirit and I want to walk the way the Lord wants me to walk you know when I had my accident and I had to learn how to walk all over again you know we learn how to walk when we're you know 18 months two years whatever And you don't really think about it after you're walking. You're just walking. and You're getting from point A to point B. And you're not thinking about how you're getting there other than you're just moving your feet one after the other. But my therapist had to actually, you know, massage and do all of these things in my leg to get my muscles to to fire and to work. And she had to work with the the bending of my foot because I had... um, What do you call it when your muscles go away? Atrophied. That's the word. And um, she says, get up now, Sue. Get up and I want you to walk. And so I'd walk. And she goes, now I want you to roll your foot. You know, start with your heel and roll your foot all the way to your toe. No, no, no. Come on. Try it again. I'm like, oh my gosh, are you kidding me? But what I realized during that time of actually focusing on walking. Think about you walking. Do you think about walking? Not really. I don't think so. So during that time, I was frustrated because I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, this is so simple. I've been doing it since I was two. Why is this such a difficult thing? But it was a difficult thing. And I was favoring and I wasn't walking balanced. And there was just a lot of issues. But what I realized during that time, and this is kind of funny, and this is the way I think, is like I never liked the way I walked. I never liked the way I walked. Perfect opportunity, Sue. You can change how you're walking. You can change your strut. And so I changed my strut. I decided how I wanted to look when I walked, and I focused on walking differently so that I could strut. Now, I don't always strut. I just I walk quickly, but I'm I'm focused a little bit more on how I walk, not just that I'm walking. I don't know if you're understanding what I'm saying, but I'm hoping you are, is that we have an opportunity that when something happens or when we're changing in, or there's a mind change in your mind that gives you this, new understanding of who you are, that you can walk in a room with a new confidence. You walk in the room because you have a new purpose. Your purpose is is to help other people, to love other people. And maybe love them more than you love yourself. How about that? How about putting others before you put yourself? You know, how about their needs come before yours? Do I always do this? No. Do I work at it and say you know what what are they really asking what is it that they really need and if I can provide and if I can do it because God's giving me the favor or the blessing to be able to help do I deny that or do I give question to you same question what do you do we can never be separated from God's love did you know that once we understand, once we take it in and realize God's love, then we can't be separated from it. And here, here I'm going to read this. And I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. Neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today nor our worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all. Nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus, our Lord. If you want to look that up, it's Romans eight thirty-eight and 39. Nothing can take God's love away from us. Nothing. Yes, we will experience great trials in this life. You might be going through them right now. But oh, what a blessed assurance it is to know that God's unending love will walk beside us through them all. We can fearlessly and confidently walk through the valley of the shadow of death because Psalm twenty-three four concurs: He is with us. We're not walking alone. Experiencing Christ's love—this is number nine. Experiencing Christ's love empowers us to become the fullest, best versions of ourselves. May you experience the love of Christ. Though it is too great to understand fully, then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Ephesians 3.19 One of my favorite Bible verses on love promises that in this life we will never be able to fully comprehend God's love, but that we can only be blessed to experience it. Do you want that? Is that your desire? And here's a thought, even more wonderful. Simply experiencing Christ's love allows us to be made complete and to experience the full life we're all after. God's love heals, restores, and empowers us to be all that we were created to be. Number 10. God's authentic love compels us to pour out unconditional love to a lost and hurting world. If you don't know what your purpose is, could you take that one on? Could that be your purpose? And, and what would you need? How would you need empowerment? How would you need to understand the strength and the power you have within you so that you could help this world, this lost and hurting world? Dear friends, since God loved us that much, we surely ought to love each other. No one has ever seen God, but if we love each other, God lives in us. And his love is brought to full expression in us, 1 John four eleven twelve. 12. Although God's love is a free gift and can never be earned, did you hear that? Those of us who experience his great love are tasked with loving others in the same manner. God's love comes to full expression when we unconditionally love others as he loves us. What a humbling privilege that we can play a part in communicating God's life-changing love to the world. Isn't that awesome? So again, I'm going to say this. This is what it says in in 1 Corinthians. Love is patient, love is kind. It does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud, it does not dishonor others, it is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered, it keeps no record of wrongs. How is your love doing? How's your love bank doing? could you do better is there things that you are doing that if you switched it up it would change the whole action of everybody around you and it starts with praying first secondly being thankful in all things those are things that can change your thinking and your heart to where when things happen you might react differently And if you react differently, others are going to react differently, which changes the whole dynamics of this thing called life. Pretty amazing. Show me the way I should go, for to you I entrust my life. Let love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Love and faithfulness. Then you will win favor and a good name in the sight of God and man. Let love and faithfulness. Love and faithfulness. Can you remember those two words? Love and faithfulness. So, love in action. How do we show love? Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal. I love that word, zeal. It's not a well-used or often-used word, but Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Love that. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Share with the Lord's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. That's a difficult one, but I have to tell you, it works. I've done it. It's not easy, but it's a choice we make in our head, and it follows, our heart follows later. It, um bless those who persecute you. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud, but be willing to associate with people of low position. Do not be conceited. This one is so dear to me. Live in harmony with one another. People that divorce, you know, they divorce because they can't get along anymore. They can't figure out how to fix it, right? I mean, there's something that is so strong that it's causing this ripping of our flesh is what God calls divorce. And during that time, it's very difficult, but look at, if you're going to go through all this process, especially if there's children, can I just say something to you? If you are in this, if you are in this lack of harmony and you've got children, can you just get over yourself enough to realize your kids are more important? And can you just get over it? And I'm sorry if I'm being a little bit abrupt, but I'm just saying that your children, they need both of you. They need Anyone and everyone. And so you want to surround your children with their love and their unity and their family unit. Yeah. And there might be some people that you would rather them not hang out with. I get that too. But you know what? We got to, we got to protect our kids. That's for sure. Moms, dads, we got to protect our kids. Yes, we do. But if this is a you and dad thing or a dad and you thing, um, and it's between you two and there's pride involved, can you just... Think about your kids more than yourselves. Do what's right by them. I've got people that I know that are now grandpa, grandpas, and grandmas, and they're not able to see their grandkids because there's someone in the family that are saying, Nope, you can't be part of this. Who's suffering? Who do you think is suffering in that? I think you get my drift. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. I know there's times when I feel like, oh, yeah, I just want to get back at. But you know what? It really doesn't do any good. It really doesn't. It doesn't. Take my word for it. (laughs) Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. That's a difficult one, too. But don't we have to think about that? If there's a win-win in any situation, should we not strive for that? The win-win that that's what it's saying here is that you know do what is right in the eyes of everyone if there's a middle ground if there's if there's a place we can meet in the middle then let's meet in the middle or maybe it's not in the middle maybe it's you know maybe it's 60 40 maybe it's it's even 20 80 does it really matter do not take revenge, my friends, but leave room for God's wrath, for it is written, It is mine to avenge. It's his to avenge. I will repay, says the Lord. So we don't have to do it. The Lord will do it for us when he sees fit. If you're tuning in right now, I just want to give a great thank you. Thank you so much for joining in to the Sue Free Show. Sue Free, spelled like fries, dot com. I want you to go there and connect with me, please, please, please. We've been on the air for 12, over 12 years now. Wow, it's going to be 13, I think, next month. That is just crazy to me. Anyway, so I would love to connect with you. Uh, I want to know what's going on in your life. I would love for you to share this show with other people. I want other people to know about this show because the desire in my heart is to be encouraging. I want to inspire. And I want to just have you guys check it at the door. I want you to understand God's love I want you to understand there's a guy that reaches out to me sometimes and he'll just say, you never talk about sin uh, and whatever. And I'm like, man, you don't listen to my show very often because I do talk about sin. I talk about hell. I talk about the devil. I talk about the angels. I talk about heaven. I talk about those things. Not every single time, but I do talk about it because it's real. So on the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head. Just picture that. That's how you get back to them. Kill them with kindness, my mom used to say. Kill them with kindness. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. You know, sometimes, have you ever felt like someone has talked about you behind your back? And, you know, we can go and we can just call it out. You know, we can just say, hey, I heard what you said, you know, and Whatever. Or we could say, you know what, I I heard what you said and it really hurt my feelings. And I'd just really like to understand what was the purpose of that? I mean, why, why, why would you say that? Where are you coming from? Or you can just kill them with kindness, just be the nicest person you can be and just love on them. And man, you know what? Something inside their spirit. Have you ever had this happen? Something inside their spirit just kind of changes. And they're just going, wow, maybe I was really a heel. Maybe I shouldn't have said that. Maybe, you know, gosh, maybe I'm wrong about this person. Maybe. Just maybe. So there's a lot of scriptures here. Um, I'm not going to go there for now because, you know, you can go to Bible Gateway and you can look up the love verses. I do want to go to uh, Jesus Calling. Um, My girlfriend, Catherine, who used to work at Salem now has moved to Nashville, and I'm looking for a place because I want to live close to her because I love her so much. Anyway, um, she gave me this book a long, long time ago, Jesus Calling... And it's Enjoying Peace in His Presence. I think we all want to enjoy peace in his presence by Sarah Young. I'm going to read what it says for today. I am above all things, your problems, I, I meaning God. God is talking to us. And this book is Jesus talking to us. Okay, so I is Jesus. Am above all things, your problems, your pain, and the swirling events in this ever-changing world. When you behold my face, you rise above circumstances and rest with me in heavenly realms. This is the way of peace living in the light of my presence. I guarantee that you will always have problems in this life, (laughs) but they must not become your focus. When you feel yourself sinking in the sea of circumstances, that's interesting. I'm going to use that. Say, help me, Jesus, and I will draw you back to me. If you have to say that a thousand times daily, don't be discouraged. I know your weakness, and I meet you in that very place. And then she put scripture in there, and the scriptures are really good. Ephesians 2, 6. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. And then Matthew fourteen twenty eight, Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and beginning to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. What a wonderful story that is. Now I want to read February 14th. February 14th. We know what day that is. That's Valentine's Day, right? Give yourself fully to the adventure of today. Walk boldly along the path of life, relying on your ever-present companion. You have every reason to be confident because my presence accompanies you all the days of your life and onward into eternity. Do not give into fear or worry those robbers of abundant living. Trust me enough to face problems as they come. Rather than trying to anticipate them, fix your eyes on me, the author and perfecter of your faith, and many difficulties on the road ahead will vanish before you reach them. Whenever you start to feel afraid, remember that I am holding you by your right hand. Nothing can separate you from my presence. Hebrews 12.2, let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. And Isaiah 41.13, for I am the Lord your God, who takes hold of your right hand and says to you, do not fear, I will help you. So Jesus takes your right hand. Does that mean he's given us his left hand? I think there's symbolic something there, and I don't know. It just kind of came into my mind right now because um, I'm seeing that verse a lot where he is taking our right hand. So I'm visualizing he's taking our right hand, which means he's on our right side, and it means he's given us his left hand. If anybody knows more about the symbolness of that, if that's a (laughs) word, I I would really like to know. I would like to understand that. Another thing is integrity. Integrity is a big word. The definition of integrity. Strict, uncompromising adherence to a moral code of ethics. At E.C.O.L.A., we've decided to add integrity to our code values, our our core values, because integrity is so important. And um, if someone has it it makes it a lot easier to deal with them right and um, when you can trust trust is imperative it is so important in any relationship that you can trust and so do you do an assessment whether it's verbal or even like consciously can you trust the person that you're you're standing next to could you trust that person how far could you trust that person now number one decision you make in your life is you know, uh, accepting Jesus as your personal savior. Number two is who you're going to marry. I think that marrying thing is a big deal. And loving thy neighbors is definitely in there. Be a blessing to someone each and every day. God bless you. Happy Valentine's Day. And until next week. Bye.